All right. So today I'm chatting with Zach Hanshu from NBC Sports Edge or Roto World, uh, taking a look behind the scenes at what life is like as a fantasy basketball analyst. Let's go balls deep. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for this episode, the first episode of the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. I'm your host, Adam King. You can find me over on Twitter at AdamKing91. Check out all of our content uh, at the website, fbibasketball.com. As I said, today I'm joined by Zach Hanshu. Uh, This is sort of a relaunch. Uh, We had the Clutch Time podcast, which went for a while, and then B-Dub and I both sort of got distracted by our, our lives, unfortunately, at work. Uh, and and the Balls Deep podcast is just something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, I've sort of had it in the back of my mind and, and I spoke to him and he said, let's go for it. So I thought we'd just do a bit of a relaunch or a rebranding here. Um, we will be filling out a schedule uh, in terms of weekly shows and, and that sort of thing. But initially, I just wanted to... Uh, to launch with this sort of one-on-one interview series. So this is something that I've had in the works or or I I reached out to a number of analysts, I think before the season season even started, uh, just to to have a chat with them about life as an analyst, um, what they do outside of fantasy basketball, because for a lot of us, this isn't our full-time job. Uh, It's something that we do uh, in our spare time. Uh, so yeah, I just thought it might be interesting and actually running with this now is, is decent timing because as we know, the fantasy playoffs are coming. Um, I think I've got, uh, uh, some playoffs actually starting this week in one of my leagues. So, so they're just around the corner and, and once they start and then we work through the playoffs, the fantasy content actually reduces a little bit, um, cause less people are playing. We don't have fantasy in the playoffs generally, uh, in the real life playoffs. So uh, so yeah, we'll be releasing one of these um, maybe once a week, twice a week. It, it just depends how I um, how I can schedule it. But uh, so we'll, we'll jump in. Zach, you can see his head there. Um, thank you for joining me. It's nine thirty here, five thirty p.m. for you. Uh, I think so. Getting ready for for dinner and that sort of thing. I would think. Yeah, getting ready for dinner. We uh, we had a busy day today, Saturday mornings. Uh, I coach my oldest son's basketball team, so Saturday mornings we have practice, and then we had to go out and run some errands. So, uh, yeah, kind of a busy day today. We uh, we got some Chinese takeout, so that's that's going to be dinner tonight. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I You and I have known each other for a while, but I never expected to be going balls deep with you. So this is a uh, <laughs> this is a treat. It is a treat indeed. And and for everyone listening, it should be a treat. Um, so as I said, this is the first one. So we we got, I mean, I've, I've sent you through some questions, uh, but they're pretty broad questions. Um, we might go for 10 minutes. We might go for 20 minutes. I'm not sure. Uh, depends how much or how little you're willing to, to tell me and <laughs> talk about your life. Um, look, I guess starting, and this is a question that I get occasionally, and, and it popped up on Reddit the other day, is just talking about, I guess, your your journey fantasy basketball-wise to where you are now. So how did you get into fantasy basketball? When did it become 
uh, when did that light or that, that switch sort of go off of, hey, this is something that I might want to do uh, a little more than just playing with my mates. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you. How, how did this come about for you? Yeah, man. So uh, I've been playing fantasy sports for a number of years, football and, and basketball, uh, and obviously following along with both sports uh, just as a fan for many years. Uh, my journey as an analyst started, geez, uh, it's been five years ago now. Um, so uh, if I can get into the weeds a little bit. So this kind of kind of started uh, 2018. Uh, I was in the final semester finishing up my master's program. Uh, I had gone back to school to try to, uh, you know, kind of kickstart my, my career again. Um, so I was doing that. I was working full time um, and, you know, still into sports, obviously. And I, I said, man, I, I need to do a little something for fun. Right. I was working full time, had the kids, was doing school and I'm like, man, I need a little kind of creative outlet for fun. So I put in at Fantasy Pros uh, just to write some news articles and recap some football games, and I got turned down. Um, I said, "Okay, fine, yeah." I said, "I, I got other, sh you know, other shit that I'm working on right now. I'll go back to the drawing board with that." Um, and a few months later, I finished the master's program. Uh, me and a couple of buddies had been doing a podcast just for guys in our football league, uh, essentially just talking shit on one another, recapping the the week's games, just kind of having fun with each other. And we started a just a real cheap uh, website on WordPress, and we're just publishing articles every week, doing podcasts. Uh, we did that for a few months and uh, reapplied to Fantasy Pros, and they took me on that time, now that I had a little bit of work to show them, uh, doing an article a week with them. Uh, so I, I did that for a little while, unpaid, uh, just throwing out articles, you know, once a week, twice a week, sometimes if they had the opportunity, just kind of jumping on whatever was available for them at the time. Uh, and then in so that was in August, I had my first article published with them. And then in December, I took a chance on RotoWire to jump in with the NBA News Desk because they had an opening available at that time and uh, went through that interview process, went through the training period and got on with them in January of yeah, 2019. Uh, I did, I believe, a season of NBA notes with them and then two or three seasons of player previews, uh, the little ones that show up in the right-hand corner of RotoWire uh, on the player page. And I did two or three years worth of 70, 80, 90 players uh, for the season. So I took on a good chunk with them. And then uh, just was devoting a lot of time to fantasy football with fantasy pros. Um, and by the time it was all said and done with fantasy pros, um, you know, I've written over 500 solo articles with them, um, you know, thousands of player blurbs. I was doing NBA content for them, editing, writing, just kind of a bit of everything. And was kind of getting tired of it, was getting to be a grind, was looking to focus on something else. And I realized, man, I love doing fantasy hoops content more than I like doing fantasy football content. And so I took a chance with NBC, um, you know, huge brand. Roto World obviously is, is very respected. Um, you know, so I, I reached out to uh, Ryan and Doc after I put my application in, uh, had, had good interviews with both of them. And uh, the rest is history. I ended up getting on with them in November of 2021. So it's going on a year and a half at this point. And yeah, it, it, it was just wonderful, man. Uh, and I know you know a lot of the guys over there. Uh, well, got a lot of the guys that used to be over there. 
um, you know, Ryan, Doc, uh, Jonas, Jared, uh, just an awesome crew of guys. And, you know, I just kind of jumped in feet first doing uh, news shifts with them. Uh, had some podcast opportunities, had some article opportunities, got to work on last year's draft guide. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it's been a long it's been kind of a long and, and convoluted journey uh, in the fantasy space. Um, you know, currently I'm doing a lot of gambling content as well for Sportsbook Review. Uh, they're an awesome company out of Canada. I publish an article with them about once every usually seven articles a week, six or seven a week, uh, in addition to the Roto World stuff. Um, so yeah, man, I've just kind of fully embraced the fantasy hoops experience and I never look back. I don't regret getting out of fantasy football content at all. Uh, you know, even though that's, that's King in the fantasy sports industry, that's the money maker. That's, you know, what most sites are pumping their time and energy into, but, uh, fantasy hoops, man, is for me, it's where it's at. And the community itself, man, I've been a part of both communities and, fantasy hoops community, man, it, it does not, it doesn't get any better and uh, more welcoming than that. I, I can't think of a single person in the fantasy hoops community that I've ever had a negative thing to say about. So yeah, very, very glad that I, I made that choice to switch over to that type of content. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, I, I second that like the community is, is amazing. The fantasy basketball where everyone's willing to help everyone, which yep. I think is, is key. Like we promote each other's stuff. We jump on yep. each other's shows. Um, being from Australia, obviously for uh, fantasy football is, I know of fantasy football and I, I do have quite a few mates that, that play fantasy football, but I don't, but I have heard from, from, well, from a lot of people that f a lot of the way people get into fantasy basketball is through fantasy football. Um, yeah. So, and I think fantasy football is a, more of a points-based format. Is that right? It is. Yeah. There's, there's no such thing as categories or Z scores no. or, or any of that fancy stuff. It's just, Hey, I get so many points for you know, rushing yards, receiving yards. And then the differential comes in if you want to do, you know, points per reception for, you know, certain players or premium points or, you know, points for every touchdown, whether it be six or four, that's kind of where your nuances come into play. Yeah. And so I guess that makes sense then that because I don't, I mean, I'm in a couple of points leagues just to basically, so I've got my toe in the water in that space. So I know what's happening, but to me, category leagues are, are so much more fun, Yeah, but I can see why people would like points leagues are so popular and so many questions that I get are about rostering or trading or, or drafting in points formats and and I go well. Why why would you why are all these people playing points leagues? And I think it is yeah. because that transition from fantasy football to, to fantasy basketball is, is a straight points format. So um, not surprising that you came in through that down that path, I guess. Um, and and yeah, so you were you were with RotoWire when I was with RotoWire in, mm -hmm. in two thousand. 19 you said so so were you in vegas in 2019 did you go to the end of season trip thing that they did in vegas no i i did not man but i i did see some some pictures of your beautiful face out there hanging out with uh <laughs> hanging yeah. out with the crew so no i didn't go on that trip but yeah that was that was the same time i think that was about the same time uh, i started following you on social media and just kind of you know knowing who you were at that time mm. Yeah, no, it was it was a good trip. I'm hoping to get back over to Vegas at some point. It's a, it's an interesting um, place to visit, that's for sure. Uh, 
Okay, so so look, that that's I guess how you got to where you are now. And as you said, you, you're with um, NBC Sports Edge or, or Roto World um, still, and doing doing a lot, I would assume, um, given that as you said, there were a number of guys like Doc and Jonas who who were there and aren't there anymore. They're they're now doing different things, and most of them are actually with Roto Wire um, have, have come across and yeah. and and helping in that space. Um, so you're so you're doing the player blurbs, I, I would assume, or, or at least some of those player blurbs. Um, what else are you sort of currently working on with with uh, NBC? So that's it for now. Uh, we do the obviously we do the shifts, um, you know, just to stay on top of the news uh, so many hours at a time. Um, and and yeah, I I have taken on a little bit more responsibility, um, but because of my full time job, I'm still doing you know at max like five shifts a week, uh, four yeah. or five a week. Um, so the rest of that work has fallen to Noah Rubin and, and Raphael Johnson, um, and, and both of those dudes are just phenomenal. Noah got uh, was a finalist for Player Notes Writer of the Year uh, through FSWA. And Raph is just, I'm not sure if you've ever had the pleasure of talking with Raph before, but he's just, a, he's a no bullshit type of guy. He's, he's yeah. very just, we call him the robot because he just cranks out. No, I mean, seriously, man, you talk, we're on the group chat saying, Hey, I got, you know, I got Trey Jones. Hey, I got Giannis and he'll fire back and say, man, I posted that five minutes ago. And I mean, it's, it's all the time if we're on there with him. So those guys are, those guys are the backbone of the site, man. They're, they're holding it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing my, my part, um, you know, four or five shifts a week. Like I said, they're, they're handling everything else. Uh, and then whoever's on the late shift usually handles the, uh, like the pickups of the day article. Um, but we just haven't had a whole lot of time for additional articles at this time. No. We put out a few last week, for like fantasy awards and those kind of things. Um, I do the live stream every Tuesday, as you know, I've had you on a couple of times, uh, so I'm working on that, and then we'll be talking draft guide here at the end of the season, and, and seeing what the three of us can put our heads together and figure out. Yeah, look, I, I think like having having been there and done that in terms of player blurbs, um, yeah. I don't think people realise how much time player blurbs take up. Like they are full on. Um, it is base, and I mean, obviously they slow down at certain periods of the day, but. Generally speaking, for that, especially the lead up to games with the injury reports, and and you, I'm sure you feel the same in that the stupid Lakers always reporting LeBron James oh, probable man. or questionable, and you have to report on it every game, even though 99% of the time he actually plays, you still yeah. have to write a blurb for him being questionable. Man, yeah, it's I, the, the just three of you doing those blurbs. I'm pretty blown away that you're <laughs> that you're able to do anything else other than that yeah it, it's a grind man it's like you said it, people don't realize that it does take time to go into that because you can't just say oh lebron james is questionable you, you got to put uh, because any mm-hmm. anybody can go on and follow shams and woge and, and find that information out themselves they're coming to look at player blurbs to see what kind of actionable advice can i get off of this yeah and so you as the analyst you don't, you know, people don't realize you don't have every depth chart and every injury history and every, you know, player's averages just rolling around in your head. You got to go actually out there and figure out, you know, how was he doing in his last couple of games and who's going to benefit from this? Who's out, also out? And then you got to put that actionable advice in there, man. It's it's definitely a grind. It is. It's it's tough. Um, 
so I guess that that sort of leads into, as you said, you you, you do have a full time job. So this isn't what you do to to earn a living to to survive. Uh, so full time work is that something like? Are you are you happy to share a bit of information about what it is you do outside of fantasy basketball from a work perspective? Yeah, I'm happy to share that. Um, so I've been with my current company now going on four years. Uh, I love it. They're wonderful. Uh, we're a government contractor um, for the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, I am a, I'm a scrum master for uh, one of our IT teams. Uh, and essentially, if anybody is not sure what that is, it's essentially it's on the project management type of vein, but um, there's no actual management going on. It's uh, essentially it's described as a facilitator. Um, so I, I run daily meetings with our team, uh, try to help people uh, stay organized and on task, uh, communicate with different uh, stakeholders that we might have uh, for the projects that we're working on. Um, and so, yeah, that's something before that I just started this role uh, as Scrum Master a couple months ago. And prior to that, for the last three and a half years, uh, I was a business analyst for our audit team. Um, so same company, uh, same, you know, working with Coast Guard, uh, you know, in the IT field. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing for yeah, about four years now. OK. And, and so with that being IT and I mean, COVID obviously impacted this as well, but you you have the ability to work from home doing that. It's not you don't have to go into an office or anything like that anymore. Yeah. So that was kind of the great thing. I mean, double edged sword, but uh, we you know, got to go home due to COVID and uh, work from home most of the time. And, you know, our company was doing its job. We were delivering the results that were being asked. And there was not a pushback to say, hey, you need to come in every single day. Um, and, and at this point, yeah, just about everybody is fully remote now because we continue to deliver what we, you know, what we are supposed to. And they have no problem with it. Mm. Yeah, look, I, th I mean, you could do a whole nother show on, on what productivity yeah. is like when you work from yeah. home, that sort of thing. So, and it's the, it was the same here. Like we all obviously, we set up to work from home during COVID and now we're not, I'm I'm sort of 50-50, so I'm back in the office yeah. half the time. And, and I do a lot of face-to-face -face stuff with um, families and things like that. But um, I do also have the ability to work from home and uh, always nice to have the basketball on in the background when I'm working from home so I can yeah. stay on top of the For game. Sure. Um, uh, and so, and so you're, you've got kids, obviously you, you've I've already alluded to that. Your kids are younger than mine from, from memory. Yours are still, I can hear, is that running around that I can hear? It, yeah. Pretty loud, isn't it? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm down here in the basement, man. And those, those footsteps just echo. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. 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 So you've got uh, yeah, three kids, two kids. So I got four kids. Four um, kids. That's right. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I told you I had, uh, yeah, my oldest son, I've been coaching his basketball team now for, um, you know, about two years uh, when he was able to get into squirts, which is like the you know kindergarten division. Hmm. Um, and he'll be eight next month. Um, and so he was technically still supposed to be in the squirts division, uh, but we moved them up to last season, up to third and fourth grade and then eight, and nine year old division um, just just to kind of help him with his development. Because in the squirt division, there's not a lot of you know calls with traveling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hoop is much lower. So it's really helped his development. Uh, and we have our final regular season game tomorrow and then playoffs this week. So, um, yeah, I have my oldest son is doing that. 
Um, I have a six-year-old. He'll be six next month, so he's eligible to start playing organized basketball. So I'll be coaching two teams here for the spring. And, yes, spending most of the week at the at the rec center, which will be – this will be fun, man. I love it. And uh, we have uh, twin girls that will be five in August. And, uh, yeah, they're into sports as well. They did dance for a little while, weren't crazy about it. Um, they're in basketball now, just doing skills and drills stuff. And then uh, they're signed up for soccer when the weather gets a little bit nicer. Um, so, yeah, a lot of running around with the kids, man. A lot of, a lot of fun, you know, running around and doing that kind of stuff with them. Yeah, just something else to take up your time and, and stop and, you <laughs> fantasy basketball. That's it, man. Um, yeah, and so did you – so basketball – football any sport so were you sporty when you were younger did you play or was this more of a, a fan watching on from the sideline kind of thing it was mostly a, a fan thing um i played i played a little soccer and t-ball when i was younger uh i played basketball at, at the same rec center um until i was uh in middle school so i played from like second grade through fifth grade and really enjoyed it um, uh, yeah, I was, I'll be honest with you, man. I was not the most athletic. I was more of like the, uh, academic team type of guy. Um, but yeah, always, always had a love for sports. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, it's, and it's great that your kids are into sport. Um, I, I, I would love my kids to be into sport. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> not, well, no, I lie. My, my daughter is, um, and she's about to turn 16 though. So she's got a lot of competing priorities at the moment. Yeah, right. Um, right. But but she still does some sport um, uh, when when she has a bit of time. But my son, who's almost thirteen, he's uh, we, we tried him with with all sorts of sport: basketball, soccer, uh, football, um, rock climbing, parkour, a range of things. And he did it for a term, and then sort of went, "Eh, it's not for me." Um, right. So the only the only thing he's into and has ever been into is Dungeons and Dragons. So something that Dude. I know zero about. <laughs> yeah. Dude, um, I got my sister and her husband uh, play D&D a lot. I got buddies that play D&D, man. There is yeah. absolutely hey, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Do what you love. Yeah, no, no. Look, oh, look, it's, it's fine. Oh, there he is crawling in the background. <laughs> As if on cue, man. Um, so yeah, so look, we're, we're at 22 minutes. So I guess now, uh, we've sort of covered you and, and what it is you do and a bit about your life, but things that, things that I like personally, I like TV, I like movies. Um, I just like sport in general. So I thought mm -hmm. we'd just spend a couple of minutes. If it is like, if you're into movies or if you're into TV or music or anything like that, um, what sort of movies like do you have i love horror movies so I, I could speak for days about horror movies um but are there are there favorite tv shows favorite bands anything like that that people just might find interesting sure man um I, i'll be honest with you i'm not i'm not a big movie guy uh, my wife my, my wife married the wrong man because she and and her family are huge on movies they they've watched every movie under the sun they can and my wife does this thing where she'll she just loves IMDb. She'll pull up every actor. We'll be watching a show or movie. So oh, I know them from Zach. What do I know them from? And, and just start scrolling through the phone. And, and for me, I don't have the attention span to watch movies. I'm usually just I, I fall asleep on the couch or I'll be scrolling through my phone, getting up to, you know, make noise in the kitchen and piss her off. And, you know, uh, <laughs> um, I, I do love TV, though. Um, 
I, I love watching sports. Um, like I mentioned, my older son is, is all into it. He's always at, Dad, what games are on tonight? Dad, what was the score of this? How many threes did Clay have? Well, on and on. Um, but for me, uh, I watch a lot of cartoons still. Um, you know, I uh, watch The Simpsons a lot. I watch a lot of the stuff that my kids, you know, enjoy watching. Uh, watch, you know, SpongeBob and, and whatever other kind of stuff they're watching. Um, watch a lot of baking and cooking shows just on my own. Uh, my wife and I like watching all that kind of stuff together. Um, and then true crime stuff. I'm, I'm huge on true crime with the podcast, with the TV shows. Um, so that's kind of what I'm into as far as like a, a watching thing. Um, as far as music goes, uh, a lot of rock, a lot of heavy metal. Uh, I grew up, my dad was born in the early 50s, so I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock, Zeppelin, the Stones, the Beatles, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then as I got older, I started getting into, you know, System of a Down, Slipknot, Maiden, Metallica, that kind of thing. Um, so I listened to a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, here recently, man, I've been stuck on Harry Styles' new album, which is phenomenal. I, I can't get that out of my head. That's been awesome. Um but yeah, for the for the most part, that's the kind of music that I'm into. Uh, my wife was uh, we're high school sweethearts, and so it, you know when I knew her in high school, she was a bit of an emo girl. So we we kind of listened to uh, you know all that kind of stuff as well that she yeah. puts on Fallout Boy and things of that nature. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I figured you've got an Iron Maiden shirt on. I figured that was the, the yeah. music that, that that you're into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your your relationship actually sounds the complete opposite to mine because I <laughs> I love movies. I go to the movies. I sit up. I watch a movie most nights. Okay. Um, whereas I think my wife and I. I mean, we've been we've been married now for sixteen years, I think, and we've mm. been to the movies together maybe five times. Oh no, kidding! Time. Um, yeah. She's she's more of a book person, so she'll, she'll okay. she likes reading her books. And whereas, yeah, I, I'll watch anything, I'll watch any sport that's on. I don't care what it is. Yeah, um, right. And and TV shows, yeah. Look, true crime. I, I love the true crime. Netflix has a lot of true crime documentaries on there that I like watching. Um, and then and working my way through um, Last of Us at the moment, which has been really good. Um. Uh, so look, that's. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of it, I guess. Um, I think people know you a little bit more now, know a little bit more about you. Um, I said I wasn't going to talk fantasy, but and I have flagged this question with you. But the question that I'm going to ask every analyst that I have on, looking ahead to next year, if, say if we were to do a fantasy draft next week, where, well, where would you take, and where what do you think the ADP will be for Victor Wembanyama? Ooh, ah. Uh... I would say he's not getting outside the top twenty, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him fall that far. Uh, but I, I imagine, for me, I would take him inside the top twenty. I imagine there's going to be a lot of people that take him inside the top twelve. Uh, just, I, I mean, man, the hype around this dude. I, I can't remember when there's been this uh, Zion, obviously, but I mean, even even outside of Zion, when's the last time you heard a guy hyped up this much? Yeah, I think this is this is the most I've heard, even more than Zion. I think. Yeah, um, yeah Zion probably hasn't turned out as we'd all hoped for with, with the injuries. <laughs> no and, and I yeah. do, uh, yeah. I mean, my friends and I we we chat about Wembenyama a little bit and talk about what, how is his body going to hold up. I guess that's the question that 
yeah that's going to come in because he and i think he's just grown i think he's seven foot five now i think that's what yeah. i read um so yeah look i mean there's a bit of concern there i guess about how he's how his body holds up to an 82 game season and but it's uh yeah look i'm much like you i think if you if you're going to if you want him next season you're going to have to take him in the first round i think yeah. that's where it'll get to i don't know i'll probably take him in a league um, mm-hmm. Just so I can have him, because I think if he if he's healthy and lives up to the hype, he's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm not. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I, I think he's going to be a first round guy. Um, so look, th- th- I mean that'll that'll probably do it. Uh, I think that that seemed to go pretty well. We're we're almost on half an hour. Um, hopefully, I wasn't too intrusive and, and didn't push too too hard to to chat about things. Um, we, I mean, you touched on this earlier, but in terms of, of where people can find you and, and what you're doing at the moment, do you want to um, spruik yourself a little bit? Sure. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Zach the Monster. Uh, we do our weekly uh, live stream with NBC Sports Edge. Uh, I do work for NBC Sports Edge and uh, also publish daily betting articles with Sportsbook Review. Uh, so you can check me out there. Uh you know, shoot me a message on Twitter. If you have any fantasy questions, I answer, answer those as much as I'm able. And, uh, Adam, thanks for having me on brother. I appreciate it, man. This was fun. No worries at all. Thanks for, for making the time, um, around, around that dinner time. Um, I'll be on your show. I'm sure in the next few weeks, um, at some point we'll find a date. Uh, so that will do it for today's show. Uh, remember, you can check out all of our content, uh, including access to our Discord server at fbibasketball.com. Uh, this podcast should be up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, as soon as B-Dub does it for me, because I don't know how to do it. Um, we'd love it if you can give us a thumbs up if you are watching this on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're looking to build our audience up. Uh, until next time, catch you later. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbi.